We welcome you to another episode of Learning Stories. This is a show where we profile a diverse set of learners from the 21st century. In each episode of this show, we interview a guest that has a story to share about how they acquired a set of skills and knowledge in a unique way. In the process, we hope to uncover a new definition of learning as conceptualized, imagined, and narrated by the guest on our show. Today's guest, Jujar, um, is another friend I've known for a really long time. Um, just giving you a little background about Jujar and his journey until now. He's just starting his journey towards his passion as a chef and a future restauranteur in the making. He's, he says that he's taking a step into a life of the known and unknown. He's currently uh, living his life learning at the culinary school, Le Cordon Bleu, in the Grand Diploma program. Um, I think he's based in Ottawa, Canada now. Yeah. He's also working in restaurants to learn what the other side to the culinary life is like. Before yeah. he jumped onto this journey, he also completed a bachelor's degree in business technology management from Wilfrid Laurier University. And uh, he is certain that the skills he acquired in that program will help him in the future as well. That being said, he believes that his culture and his background have long brought him to this moment to be in the hospitality sector. His journey so far has been filled with, a lots of, uh, with lots of ups and downs, but he's grateful to be part of it. Um, he feels that it's a long way to go, but every day is a focus to living the dream that he has created for himself. So, yeah. you know, thanks for that wonderful introduction. You know, just to get started, I think you've made so many different career transitions. I want to go yeah. back to where it all started. So I know you were born in Bahrain. So tell me a little bit about you know, growing up in Bahrain, what was it like, um, you know, growing up with two other older brothers and, you know, like Karan and Angad around you? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. to start off with, no, I was born in Oman. Okay. And then in Bahrain, I came in like 94. Okay. Uh, growing up in Bahrain was a very good time, I would say. I mean, it, it definitely, like it brought along, like it got so many cultures around me, right? Um, I was always a Middle Eastern kid, so I, I still remember like to the first day when I came to Bahrain, I'm like, when are we going back home? Because for me, Oman, Oman. But, you know, a couple of years later, a couple of, you know, just experiences later and whatever, um, we, I got settled there and we all got settled there, right? And that was one of the biggest things to me was that for my growing up, I was lucky to have both my brothers with me also, right? Um, we may not have been in the same school, but at least me and Karan were in the same school for till the time we both graduated, hmm. right? So I always had that one up. I had two elder brothers to look up to and to see what was what was to come. Um, LKG, like from kindergarten to like fourth grade, fifth grade was, I still remember parts of it. Mm -hmm. And I still remember one of the main things that I actually remember a lot and which also kind of brought me to this journey, which hopefully by this talk you will understand was that I still remember the smooth, the smell and the, like the taste of my Tiffin boxes. Yeah. Like when I go back to LKG, when I think back about, uh, you know, lower kindergarten, upper kindergarten, I can still get that hint of white bread, butter and jam for my breakfast. Mm -hmm. and tiffin boxes i still remember that interesting um then 
slowly slowly what happens was like you know you're growing up you hit the teens and then next thing you know i'm in grade 6 grade 7 grade 8 and till grade 8 we were in the same school right we were in indian school yeah. Uh, yeah for me my life revolved around not being that great in studies <laughs> um you used to be much smarter than me in studies in that point but i think so i was good in some aspects my aspects were sports i was good in cricket um i love that competitive nature in cricket i think so that is what that was very important that is what kept me down um similarly like again my brothers also being two cricketers right so i had to also try to compete with them and with their age groups at times like i felt like you know since i'm the younger brother even i have to show what my spirit is all about and my my family spirit like even my dad is a cricketer so at a point of time when all of us four were in one cricket team you we were winning every uh, um so then by eighth grade is when i made the switch to another school right then i switched to new millennium and new millennium was like was a very focused sort of time um indian school like when even you know indian school like there were many many people many many people many many people so you had to like you had to change up you had friends of many different groups and many different varieties new millennium school was just a very focused like in a class there are only 10 of them and 12 of them and that's it okay uh so in that way is also like when i tried to be competitive again my competition i knew my strengths was in really education but i was still trying to i would learn a lot from people um, like even in my class batches i would learn a lot from people i would learn a lot from how people take their life and what my life was like hmm. um i still remember till 10th grade 11th grade i was still playing cricket like there was exams there was tuition but now nah, cricket is very important so i would still go for those um and then yeah next thing you know uh, 10th grade boards gone did that passed 12th grade boards uh, again like university like when you come to the higher school of course like when you come to high school you are thinking up to what my career should be hmm. right and uh, to an extent uh, like i'm sure whenever you are in school people wouldn't have thought that oh i want to be uh, i want to be in the hospitality industry or you know i want to be i want to be a race car driver people haven't i think so in that education system people weren't given those thoughts like okay if you want to do this this is how you're supposed to go so even back then if you talk to a lot of people i still remember that you know i wanted to be either in the hospitality industry or if i were to compare myself with people and at that point of time i used to do it why can't i also get into like economics business sciences engineering yeah right if they can do it why can't i yeah right uh and so i think so that's what happened and i'm not as though i'm not as not sad that i didn't change i'm grateful i did it because as i said every part of my life i've had to learn yeah um right so then again 12 12 gets done what to do <laughs> yeah uh but, go for the know, first but, hmm? but just just like you know thinking about some of the things you said there jajar you know like i'm i'm just wondering because nobody is really clear about what they want to do you know at that mm. point in their lives and it's such a, a precarious sort of situation where everyone's mm-hmm. trying to figure things out but if you had to break it down to 
like two or three areas because I know you were an amazing cricketer. I've played with Jajhar for a really long time. He's an amazing leg spinner. Yeah. Really hard to play him. <laughs> I used to always get out to Jajhar. And uh, so was it sports, uh, business and hospitality, like the three larger areas or were there like other sort of things you were also interested in in addition to these these spaces? Um. I think so. Those are like in that point of time, they were like three main. I remember myself being um, more, very much inclined to art, right? I mean, art is also culinary is an art, yeah. right? Uh, similar to that, uh, sports. And it was not only like cricket, like even, I mean, those days people didn't know much about Formula One, but so Formula One is always something in me, right? Yeah, yeah. Football, like there were a lot of people who would talk about football, a lot of people who would. Uh, play football I wouldn't know much about what is happening in the leagues but I would be happy to play yeah um, and again in like in new millennium like when I was in high school I think so I got the opportunity to play because it was such a small crowd yeah right yeah and any sports to that say uh, I still remember when I first made the switch in when I made the switch in eighth grade I was right away put uh, into like the running team they're like I didn't even have the uniform by then like it was literally the first day and they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, I play cricket. Okay, go run. Okay. <laughs> and then I just like sp- sprint. I went, when people were coming back, I was like already passing them. <laughs> right. So that was what it was. I'm like, okay, this is maybe something I'm good at. But, um, but yeah, sports, you can say. Huh? Sports does seem like a very important part of your life growing up. Like what are some things you think sports taught you um, like growing up that you felt you can still apply in your life right now? Yeah. Uh, in sports, definitely, like teamwork is one of the biggest things. And in this, like what I'm doing right now, also like teamwork is a very big thing. Mm. Uh, teamwork, uh, being positive, being positive is a very, very big thing. Uh, like even when things aren't going your way, you are still like you know, you are still trying to achieve that. Mm. Um, determination, like when things go down, you still want to do it, mm. right? Um, and most of all, being positive. That is one of the biggest things I would definitely say. Like sports does do that. Um, like I still remember many times in the cricket field, like where I felt let down and when other peoples were up, like they were like, nay, nay, you know, it is still a long way to go. So yeah. just keep at it. Uh, sports definitely helped me with that. Um, and of course, like more than anything, sports allowed me to get my mind off a lot of other things. Yeah. Um, like when playing cricket, you don't want to think about, oh, what happened to my maths exam? <laughs> it doesn't yeah. happen. So you get your mind off a lot of things. And I think so that is what keeps you focused on what's happening in front of you. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I completely relate to that because in a lot of ways, sports was also my safe space because you're going through a lot of changes, you know, as a teenager. Yeah. And, you know, I think sports gives you an outlet to channel yeah. those energies. But yeah. I know you were always passionate about food. I remember when we were in the same school, yeah. we would always get excited about what was in the, in the canteen. canteen. Yeah. I think there was like a dish called uh, hot, Chicken garlic. hot garlic. Yeah. <laughs> that all of us really, really yeah. liked. So yeah. I'm thinking about your, you mentioned the Tiffin box, right? And you're also mm. from a very, you're from a Sikh family and food is a really important part of your culture. And, yeah. you know, what, what were some of the things that, uh, you know, your family used to cook at home? What were your earliest memories of food growing up? Mm. And would you, you know, go out with family and try new restaurants when yeah. you traveled? So how did this interest in food 
I mean, what were some early influences that led to, because I was reading up about some, you know, like uh, prominent Indian chefs mm. like Vikas Khanna and Ranveer Brar. I told you about this mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yesterday and yeah. they always had this like Vikas Khanna, for instance, he used to go to the, uh, the Gurudwara in Amritsar mm-hmm. and he used to cook, you know, help with the langar over there. So I'm curious mm. about were there any similar stories in your yeah, life? Yeah, definitely. Like there's always been many stories like that. Um, I, from the, I, as I said, the earliest I can remember was just the Tiffin box in our lower kindergarten. But then once I grew up, uh, I used to go back to India for any summer break, right? And over there, I remember my grandfather and my grandmother used to cook. And my grandfather was this very um, large than, larger than life personality, right? He was so happy. I mean, his, he had seven kids. So when all of us used to come to one house, and trust me, like the house was small, but his heart was so big that the house felt like it could fit everyone, <laughs> everyone and more, uh, right? So I remember like his early days of just making a like, chicken curry, right? <laughs> and it was not like, it was like one big piece of chicken per person. And that's it. <laughs> um, be- before that, it was also like uh, the, for breakfast, right? In our household, breakfast is a very big thing. Hmm. Right. So whenever we used to come there as kids, we used to get something called bamgola. So bamgola is basically, uh, and this is where I learned, right? You know, so it is basically hot pratas. And if you think about it, how healthy it is, not very healthy, but it's hot pratas stacked. And between hot pratas, there is so much ghee and sugar. So you have a stack of 10 pratas. Wow. And between them is ghee and sugar. And okay. so then he would cut it all. And with his hands, he would squash it to make like a ball. Okay. Right. And every cousin used to get one and then they would get two and then they would get three until your hands are up. If your hand is up, that means no more. That means I can't eat anymore. So that is what our culture was like, you know, it was like, in a way it was force feeding, but in a way it was like, that was my earliest memory. And then come back home, like in Bahrain, my, I was grateful. I'm grateful. Like both my parents used to cook. My mom, my, my mom, my dad, they both cook. And to date, they both cook. Like they, they sort of compete now, like, oh, my restaurant, my dish is better than theirs. Today, I'll make a better dish. And so it's 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 so, a cute ways. So, like, tell me, like, like three or four of your favorite dishes that mom and dad used to cook. And oh. again, <laughs> it's hard to say three or four because yeah. it, again, it is all it is all very memory. Like, it is all like memory or mood based. Like, I have memories of great meals. I have memories of great dishes, but like. <clears throat> Uh, I remember the first dish my dad helped me cook with him was, again, a basic, simple chicken curry. Okay. And to this date, any sort of like chicken curry or fish curry with rice is my favorite. Yeah. Right. I still remember or we still remember to the time when we went to Singapore. Right. And we used to eat all sorts of things. Right. But by the end of the day, like by the end of our, our like by the end of my trip, I was crying like I want fish curry. <laughs> Just get me some. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we have been, I'm grateful that my dad is, or my parents have also exposed us to a lot of different like cuisines. Um, I still remember the first time my dad sort of uh, introduced us to Japanese or Korean cuisine, right? And from there, we learned how to use the chopsticks. Because my dad used to, tra- my dad travels to Japan a lot for his work. Hmm. And so then, I'm sure like me and my brothers got so inspired. We're like, oh, wow, chopsticks. So we would eat everything with chopsticks at home. Even rice and dal, you would eat chopsticks. Right. Just to learn. 
so three or four dishes really there is i can't really say which are my yeah. three or four best dishes but it is anything that was made in love and anything that was that kept me warm at that moment yeah. like you know that 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 my my heart sort of sank i'm like oh this sweet's good yeah um and nothing like home cooked meals and like yeah. once once you get out of home for so long you sort of start feeling that true like you know yeah. i wish yeah. i had moms whatever you used to hate back then yeah. i wish i had enough that's true right? and yeah you you make such an important point jajar you know the fact that there the thought behind the food is as important as the things that go into the food right yeah. i think it makes a difference when you're eating food that's cooked by a loved one because yeah. you just feel like there's so much love and care and affection put behind that meal and i think yeah. parents have that natural affection you know to feel yeah. care for their loved ones but yeah. i think even um like i love you know watching cooking shows and i mm-hmm. love i whenever i see somebody that talks about and i feel like i see that in you as well that when you mm-hmm. you speak about food in a way that you really care about it and you're also thinking about the people that you're making that food for but yeah. before we jump into the food journey right today yeah. i feel like there's this big part of your life where you did two big things you immigrated to another country yeah. and you also started a program at another university so yeah. what were those two experiences like for you because immigration is hard for anyone it is and and how did you end up choosing that particular program and what was your experience there too so uh that particular program so to be honest that was the first program that gave me acceptance all right and uh it was when i looked into the program it was a very good program it was a very futuristic program right i'm like you know what is what does the future want futurist technology what sort of program is this this is about that and it was a very new program in our university right uh so when i got it i'm like okay this is not what i wanted but this is something that i'm getting which might be better mm. so i took it mm. uh and i then also had applied to many places like i applied to uk i applied to canada i applied to australia uh india like both my brothers had gone to india and i don't know looking back it might have been different but then they were like oh no you are the most and are i person out there so i don't think you be able to settle down in india like, oh, what do what do both your brothers do uh so both my brothers went and did engineering in okay. india so okay. they angad the eldest one right now he did his mechanical engineering sorry in uh, punjab engineering college and then again like all of us we all had different paths in life and again if if i were to say like they have been biggest influences because what path they did and what path they are doing now is totally different Oh, really? I'd, yeah, I'd... so Angad is now in like a supply chain firm called Aramex is very big in uh, the Middle East and he's a director of innovations which is wow. amazing. Wow. Uh Karan my second like second brother he uh he did his electrical engineering from Thapar again in Punjab. Uh he worked in his field for a year. He's like a star for me because his passion has always been being in the stars. So now he's a pilot. Wow. he's a pilot for indigo and he's he's flying high and he's he's enjoying it i think like he's enjoying what he's doing um and now comes to me so i've done that business program uh, i still remember the date when i landed i landed on 20th of august 2012 yeah i still remember uh like that whole scenario of going through the airport and something was there and then i still remember my first day in school which was 3rd of september 2012 mm. like first day university um and my parents have done this for two elder brothers right so they know what to do mm. 
So what they've done for both Mandela brothers was that, again, it's there's a relationship between parents and sons and a parents between daughters. I wouldn't know what the relationship is, but I'm sure it is a lot more, you know, sweeter. Yeah. But for my parents, they purposely did this to all of them. It was just like put them in the room, close the door, and get out. Oh. <laughs> because in that way, they're like, okay, this is your life. Start yeah. it. Started. Yeah. Started on this foot. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you know, it's not too bad. So of course, like you know, we hugged it out, whatever, and then they closed it. Right. Yeah. Um, so again, I still remember my first day in school, my first day in university, my first day in the dorm room, and I remember telling myself, like you know, this is going to be a long journey, so buckle up, make the most of it. Mm. Um, university life was interesting because, again, like for immigration, I'm sure so you must have felt the same way. There's a big cultural shock. Yeah. humongous cultural shock right what were like two or three things canada shocked you with and you uh, firstly the, the weather yeah <laughs> it was just incredibly different yeah. uh this the place that i went to or like the city which i was in uh there weren't many international people there i was like maybe one or four or five people there interesting you were in waterloo right no i was in brantford brantford okay so i i don't know if you knew what brantford is because yeah. it's a very tiny 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 city uh but like everybody there even they didn't know where i was from they didn't know where bahe was from and mm-hmm. to an extent also like it was hard for me to sort of tell people where i'm from yeah yep. because i think so like many third culture kids as that such we all are kind of confused as to tell people where are we really from yeah right? are we from uh, india are we from bahrain because we yeah. born in another country brought up yeah. from there so exactly so it was hard to explain but it was fun in explaining because yeah. in a way i'm learning from them they're learning from me uh so yeah again culture was a big thing the way the education system was was a big very big difference thing as well especially at that point of time mm. um like you know how indian education system was like you know you know you are without a calculator and you're doing maths right uh you have to memorize quite a bit of things which is unfortunate but it is how it was mm. but to an extent when i was here also like i appreciated what i was learning but then i was like you know i also got a upper hand with my education like my indian education because i definitely feel like my geography was better my maths i didn't really need a calculator for very simple things hmm. um yeah so that was like those are like the main two main things um and it was a program about business technology like yeah uh, yeah yeah how yeah. so, technology is transforming business yeah okay. so information systems how information is collected how information how data is really sorted interesting right yeah. that is a big thing like and to this day and age is a very very big thing yeah. how you have information from all these sort of business aspects yeah. um be it management accounting finance whatever right. um, and how would you collect it and how can you use that for better decision making interesting okay and what were some of the possible career paths after that program if you had to go down that line a uh, possible career paths were like project management uh, business data analyst uh, business analyst nice. uh, information system management okay uh, so those are like the few and you okay. could like you know if you change it up a bit you could get into like the economics the economic sector and you know you can go to the tech side you can go to the business side so it was a very it was a very changing like it was a very it was a new program at that point in our university yeah but it was also like it had a very futuristic aspect that was that was like a part of that growth got it like every year there was a new thing that was happening in the tech world got it 
right? Yeah. And so that was the biggest thing. And it, it's such a fascinating field because it's always changing, right? So you have to mm-hmm. be on top of those. Mm-hmm. But then, mm-hmm. how did you manage food when you came here? Because you have to start <laughs> cooking for yourself, right? And I, yeah, yeah. I, I had to start cooking for myself, and I loved cooking for myself. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, you were saying. So. No, what, what were some of the things you you would cook for yourself here? Because oh. I mean, there is no more home cooked food. You have to be there is no the the cook that cooks everything for yourself. Yeah. So. Um, it started off very basic. Uh, like okay. I was, I was happy that my that I had a kitchen at least. Nice. I had an oven, and we would start off with any university, you know, starting off like frozen food. Yeah. Right. That's how you start off. Yeah. Uh, but then slowly, slowly, like food was like in a way it was my escape. As I said, I was not the best in education. I was not the best in studies. So my nights would be very long. Right? Like my, I would be up till like four a.m. and I would eat my first meal at four a.m. Okay. Right. And as a guy who would love to eat, I would actually I actually lost a lot of weight, a lot of weight during really? my first first semester. Yeah, I lost about ten kg. Exactly. Wow. And I'm like, as a sports person, this is great, but this is really not helping. <laughs> um. So yeah, I would then slowly, slowly, I would like get my own stuff. Like I'm, I would love meat. Right. Yeah. So I would just get normal meat, make it healthy, and just eat. I got my own meal, and also like you're trying to stay within a budget, right? So you can't eat outside a lot, hmm. uh, especially during that time. <clears throat> so again, like a bowl of pasta for me was my comfort food. It was like my mom's equivalent to rice and dal was a bowl of pasta. Hmm. Uh, so I would make pasta quite a bit. Uh, bread, right? You have bread with cheese. You have bread with cheese and like chicken. You have bread, grilled cheese. You have toasted bread. You have garlic bread. Yeah. You just make a lot of things with bread. Yeah. Uh, and cereal. Like there was nothing greater than like a bowl of cereal. I would never. I would not have breakfast because my time was like very wayward. Yeah. I sort of started off getting into coffee at that point of time. Sorry. Which seems like something everyone loves here, right? Coffee, yeah, sort of the national drink. <laughs> yeah, I still remember my first drink, like you know, French vanilla. That's how that's how a lot of immigrants start off with Tim Hortons, start off with yeah. French vanilla. Yeah. Then you start mixing French vanilla with coffee, yeah. and then you go straight coffee, and then you go coffee with a lot of cream and sugar. Then you go black. Do you, do you get to the double double now? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The double double, and now it is just black. And then you yeah. know you're like, oh, there's too much coffee. So let me switch to green tea. <laughs> and then you start with green tea, and then you're like, "Oh no, I love chai." So then you'll try to make chai at home, but doesn't yeah. work out the same way, mom. That's true. That's true. Yeah, like uh, because you know, I mean, even the ingredients, right? I feel like a mm. big part of getting meals ready is sourcing the right ingredients. Yeah, you know? and then also, I think when you get your own kitchen, you really realize how important it is to not only yeah. you know cook your meals, but also keep that space clean. Because I feel like a yes. big part of preparing meals. is when 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 we are young we're not part of both these processes yeah. you know? i mean yeah. if your parents got you in the kitchen and told you that would be great yeah I, i remember just going to the kitchen and like eating i was eating. Not, not yeah. a great model but i think how like like this whole process of getting ingredients and 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 cleaning up after i think is like yeah. 40% of the whole meal prep you know like situation no. but you know like It's, Like what yeah. were you, what were your favorite ingredients apart from like chicken? What what were some of the other things you'd often get? Uh, vegetables, because I felt like I had to eat my veggies. So whatever could be sourced at that point of time. So you should understand, like for me, food is a lot more than just ingredients. Food for me is history. 
Hmm. Food for me is where you learn about people and history of countries. Nice. Food for me is also about nutrients, right? You learn as to how a country runs with what you get into the grocery store. I, I want to know more about this, Jaya. You know, tell me more about how how do you think food reflects the history of a nation? If you can give me an example of maybe India, Canada, what do you think? How, how does the uh, of these two places reflect their history? So, like again, coming down to history and business standpoint, let's say yeah. India, uh, a lot of what we see as Indian food is really not Indian. Like like what Punjabis are known as tandoori chicken, right? Tandoor is not Indian. Tandoor okay. is Tandoor is Iran. Like it comes from Iran. Interesting. And it is like and how does that happen? So when you look deeper, you you look into like the Mughal ages. You look into how people have from that part of the world came to like you know conquer India and then what all they have bought with them, mm. right? Uh, similarly, when you go to the border between India and China, you have your hakka cuisine, right? You have mm. your chili chicken, your shazwan chicken, all of that, right? um and when you go to like the east of india right where you're in the himalayas and the green regions you have to understand like with their climate um i'm i'm still i'm still yet to like understand what was their influences hmm. but i'm sure there is a lot of like upper like chinese influences as well as like the like eastern asia yeah. influences as well yeah um canada like if you go to the stores and you get strawberries all all year around you should understand where strawberries come from yeah, yeah right in the winter you can't grow strawberries that much right so if you get big strawberries they probably look big but they're not definitely not the most nutritious mm. so strawberry growing season is maybe like it is like from spring till like summer right okay. Okay. so that's when we get great strawberries which are grown in canada Got if it. you go to the stores like you will see strawberries from quebec which are great. Right now we're getting strawberries from California and Mexico, oh, right? Okay, okay. Right? So when you so now if you have to think some person in California has a farm of strawberries. Yeah. He packs it up, he puts it on a container and then he sends it here. Yeah. How much time does that take? Three, three a, days? A, a truck driver will take 5 days. Oh wow, okay. Right. So for 5 days it has been sitting in that container and it comes here. Yeah. Now it comes to a local depot from that depot spread across. So that is let's say another five seven days let's say right so then you understand like these intricacies you understand what is happening um, so that is what i feel like i think so food in this day and age is so important because you 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 learn a lot about countries and you learn a lot about their trade paths and you learn a lot about again history of people sure. uh, from the from the past of it um, yeah. so yeah it's 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 a it's a never end it's a never ending learning process really yeah uh, right now where i am also in in french cuisine like le cordon bleu specializes in french cuisine yeah. and uh, pastry even right now we are learning like how every aspect of france like when you go to the southern part of france you have a lot of spanish influences so they use a lot of a lot more like red chili pepper and a lot of other spices which to us indians we are like oh thank god right as a like, oh, great spice yeah. but if you go to like most central regions yeah uh they don't use that much spice but they use like they use what is locally available to them like maybe the central regions have uh better grasslands so maybe their their meats are much more better because they eat grass so their meats must be much more sweeter right and then when you go to the alps area you have better sort of cheeses because yeah. in the alps is where you have sheep you have goats Yeah. Uh, so their milk must be 
a lot more like a lot more sweeter maybe right yeah, and so yeah. the cheese production is very big over there yeah so you learn like people and food it's about what it is locally you learn about how how we people are is that we live off our land right? yeah. a lot of people started off like that yeah and before trade this is what we used to do yeah Yeah, and to sure. now to date also is a very big influence of what we eat yeah yeah because uh, agriculture is primarily like you know like an early profession of a lot of our ancestors mm-hmm. at least in india but then i really like what you said about thinking about where your ingredients come from you know the yeah. example of the strawberries and also eating something that is in season that is in yeah. and i think it also gets back to i mean why uh, i don't think only people that do it for a living need to think about this everyone yeah. eats food we yeah. eat 3 to 4 meals a day how yeah. are we sourcing our ingredients and where yeah. they're not coming from the supermarket they're coming from another place beyond yeah. that right so yeah. like before we jump into le cordon bleu um mm. which is where you are right now how mm. did you how was that transition for you jujar you know like how did you convince your parents and because this is for a lot of people you know once they choose a career they feel like they have to stick to that path and they can never yeah. change yeah. so yeah. Like, how did you go about making that decision uh, um, in your life so what i tell to people is that if you really want something it will always click in your head mm. like if you really see yourself doing something it will always click in your head so even through university right uh i i didn't give up what I was saying like i had it wasn't the best as such because like i for the first time in my life i experienced what failure was like mm. right and be failure like you know okay i wasn't great in education but i was still make it through Yep. Right. But in this was like in my second year, I remember um, I didn't meet the I didn't meet the grades. I was taken out of my course, and I was going through stuff which you know which a lot of people go through, like uh, of course mental health, and then you know a lot of problems that are happening with them. like as I said, culture. Uh, sorry, the culture. One of the biggest culture shock was uh, the weather. Yeah. The weather impacted me a lot. Yeah. Right. a lot and so it wasn't the best thing but then at that point of time also i had a choice to switch into hospitality mm. but then i think so we as people or me at least i had to fight that thought i'm like no i've already given up so much time and effort for this for this career that means to stick to it yeah right but in the back of my mind i'm like i see myself as a chef i see myself creating dishes i see myself as a restaurant it was it was always at the back of my mind okay and this and this has probably been building for a long time right so oh yeah you, yeah you always yeah. knew like an inkling that you know yeah. food was like your larger passion yeah right? yeah but, yeah, yeah. But, and it is this goes yeah as you said this goes much before like university yeah but at that point of time in school it is this hard to understand it i'm sure people now they are much they are they are much uh, They're much more like they're much better in understanding and taking that risk to go for it. Yeah. Right? For me, I didn't. I I was scared, as I said. I'm trying to find out the known and the unknown. Right. But you're also growing up, right? And yeah. I think, yeah. You know, as you grow up, I think immigrating to another country, experiencing being on your own, yeah. maybe yeah. gave you so much more confidence to back your decisions and thought process. Out, yeah. Right? So, yeah. 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 It was definitely a thought. right and it's again it starts off from there then you immigrate and then you're on your own right for the most part of the time so again during universities i would cook and i would watch how to cook videos and that would that was what got me through a lot of university like stressful days mm-hmm. put on something to see how to cook and you know learn how to do it chopping simple as that 
I learned how to chop myself before I went to school. Like, you know, those fine chefs, how they do it very thinly and sliced very thinly. I did it myself. Um, so again, it was always those small thoughts that would always click in my head. You know, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? This is what my real passion is. But then I would fight it. Hmm. And then again, I would go through a few more months and I would again say the same thing, same thing, same thing, same thing. So it, I think so at a point of time, it built up so much. And then uh, at a point of time, COVID hit, hmm. right? Uh, again, like before that, whenever I used to go back home, again, me and my family, me and my brothers would always prepare meals for our parents. And it was like a competition again. <laughs> uh, it was like, oh, I'm going to make the best steak. I'm like, oh, okay, let's bring it on. So you would always cook, and my parents were always good with that. They didn't mind, like, we are a culinary household to say, right? But, but you, you are the person studying, I'm just curious, like, who do you, like, off the top of your head, who's the best chef at home in the five of you? Oh, because I know uh, Auntie and mom. Uncle are really good, you know, like, cooks, yeah, so. mom, definitely. Like, mom, she's the one who cooks, the kitchen is hers, yeah. For mom, the kitchen is hers, and the best chef would be mom. Nice. Dad, yeah, of course. Dad, dad brings his own new recipes. He knows what is what, but he doesn't know the kitchen and now like my mom does. Yeah, right? I think uh, most of our moms are like naturally because over years they've just, you know, they've cooked so much. And yeah, they, they do it from a place of love, but they're very yeah. skilled at it too. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, so. yeah. So yeah, coming back to that uh, again, university. I had the choices of going for it, but I didn't because I was scared. Yeah. Uh, because again, that was the unknown. And I knew I was passionate about it. But I was like, I suppose I've went into this industry and I failed again. Yeah. What would happen? What would I do? What would be my backup? What would I do again? Yeah. Uh, again, went with it, went through with it. And then uh, I got my first job. Uh, my first job was in sales. And I was in like, I was in motor oil sales, right? So I would, I was fortunate enough again to travel in Canada, like especially GTA and then Ontario, like into Ontario, Quebec, into Vancouver. So I was, I was grateful. Mm. Um, that being said, I'm grateful for all the aspects of my life so far. But again, within those days and with those travels, I had to drive a lot. Right? And in those drives, you start thinking like, you can't listen to music for four hours. Like, you know, you sort of shut it down. And you start thinking like, you know, what is it? And then you think about, oh, when I go back home, this is what I want to cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, why am I doing this for a living what is my actual thing? Again, these small clicks that keep on coming, keep on coming, keep on coming. Yeah. And then COVID hit. And unfortunately, I lost my job. Right. Uh, it wasn't a great place to be, but I had the opportunity. And again, I'm grateful for a lot of things. And then I had the opportunity to go back home to Bahrain. Uh, so I went back home and uh, unfortunately, I couldn't travel back right, because of all the restrictions and stuff. So I sp- oh. ended up... St- spending five months in Bahrain and in those five months I didn't connect much I didn't connect with very much with people there were few people I would keep with but being at home was like my place to be mentally stable like I would bring down my thoughts I would I would again with my parents like now my parents being there and my one only son being allowed with them because my other two brothers couldn't come it was always like oh for breakfast, we think about what's for lunch. For lunch, we think about what's for snacks. For snacks, we think about what's for dinner. By the end of dinner, what's for tomorrow's breakfast? <laughs> right? So we would bring a lot of new recipes. We would try a lot of new things. Me and my mom would, uh, especially my mom, like she would cook a lot of new things and try a lot of new things. Nice. Um, 
of course there was a lot of alcohol involved as well so with alcohol you have a lot of thoughts yeah. and with thoughts you have a lot of ideas so that you think about oh let's do this let's try that um and then you know time came that i had to go back mm. so at that point of time i'm like you know let's just give this a shot let's give let's give culinary sort of a shot mm. um more than culinary as well at that point of time it was like i didn't have a job so i had to survive mm. right that is the survival that is what one thing which canada taught me as well like any job whatever you do you have to like you have to do whatever it takes to survive in a way true, true. Yeah. right you can't just be sitting idle yeah and so i came back from bahrain uh, i was doing a course in marketing and i was doing multiple courses like digital marketing because i knew that was the future and i knew like if with that i can if if i'm not in the back house of a restaurant where i'm not cooking at least i can go approach a restaurant and be like this is what my this is what my talent is this is what my education is yeah. i would try let me try helping you like let me take your restaurant let me blow it up online yeah let me try it yeah uh but then again i had to survive so then i joined a factory like and it was it was of course it was a job that was like as a university graduate you think like oh why am i working in a factory yeah but it was a coffee factory it was an espresso factory so i learned a lot about an espresso i learned a lot about their about their coffee about their machines yeah but this is again this was me doing the groundwork like i was on the line packing up things and sending it out yeah but i must say oh there also i learned a lot from people i okay. learned a lot from people like there were people who were younger than me putting in a lot of hours because they had to survive as well yeah and then you start thinking like if they can do it why can't i right True, yeah. yeah and then I, when you i i totally relate to that jujar because yeah. i when i came here i used to work at a pizza shop i yeah. was you know a customer service representative mm-hmm. over there and you just take up jobs you just take up as yeah. many jobs as you can and they teach you yeah. something about who you are and what it yeah. is to and, and i think no job is like not respected here which i yeah, appreciated yeah. about you know canadian yeah. culture in general yeah so definitely and so at that point of time even in over there i would still i would still in a way like be me like i wouldn't want to give up so easily sure and that is what again that is what has been instilled in me because back in the day you know, like when my grandfather used to be alive he's like your name is jujhar you need somebody who never gives up oh, okay. so i would still i would still like do it i would still i know i i hated the job honestly speaking. i didn't like the job yeah. because there was no passion for me in it but i would still go back i would still do it i would still make friends and you learn a lot from all every person like you learn a lot from every every person every uh, level of that culture of that industry or that job and once you learn a lot from everybody else you have more information and with that information you get to use it how you wish mm. right and i think so that's very important like even in school you just don't respect the chefs you respect the people who clean the kitchen before you enter mm. right you respect the dishwashers you respect the people who come in and they clean up every station and once you learn from them once you learn of to how they do their job it just makes you an overall better person true yeah it gives right? you a sense of respect for everyone yeah. involved right yeah and so then coming back to that uh then again i had to travel again i'm very grateful i got to travel during covid uh i went back to india and i went back to india after a while like after two two years at that point of time 
Okay. Uh, and before that, I had gone back to India in 2019 after a five years, like, gap. Wow. Okay. So I went back to India, and you know, again, I was amongst my extended family. So my buas, my tajis, my chachas, my mamas. And when I was amongst them, like again, the food culture—it is just so prevalent. It is just everywhere. Um, and I just got hooked onto it. Like again, you know. I'm around food. I'm around my family. I'm having fun. I'm getting to experience a lot, and then I come back, and I'm like, okay, you know what? It's another way, another shot at it. Let me give another shot. Uh, I told myself, yeah, I didn't want to do the factory job anymore, so I have a car. Let me do Uber Eats. Hmm. So I was an Uber Eats driver, yep. and even during that time, I would push myself to be the best Uber Eats driver, the best customer service experience, the best. Like I would make sure, like. To every person I delivered to, I would give them a personalized message like, "Hey, this is your food. Hopefully, you enjoyed. This is where I kept it." Oh, nice. I would always do that, right? Nice. And from there, I got to learn a lot about the restaurants. I I would go in and I would talk to a lot of the chefs because during COVID, there was nobody sitting in, right? So the chefs were always like there. So you could talk to them. You could learn what their food was like, what their cuisine was like, what their influences were. Yeah, it's cool because you know, even with the factory job or with you know yeah. digital marketing or yeah. with the Uber Eats, you're just trying to make an entryway. Like mm-hmm. somehow it's leading you down that path, right? Yeah. yeah. So. And at all of this time, it was that small thought. Like there's always that thing which sticks in your head. Yeah. And if it ticks long enough, you know this is what you want to do. Interesting. Right? It's like if you tell yourself, it's like positive reinforcement, right? If you tell yourself something every day which is positive. Yeah. You will feel that. Yeah. and it is and i only i only came to know of that later on yeah and then again covid hit got to travel went back to bahrain got stuck for another couple of months and again a lot of booze not a lot of booze but like you know good amount of booze at times and then a lot of family time again i was in the kitchen working with mom a lot i would my mom has about 200 recipe books which she's written wow and it was all stuck stacked up in an almera which i've which i've seen but i never had I never took the time to actually go through all. When she wrote her own recipes in like a book. Yeah, it's like you know how she would see something, she would she would open up the TV. There's a recipe coming, she would take it down. Wow. And this has been since like this has been since Omar times. Like I'm okay. saying, this has been since ninety four, ninety eight, like nineteen ninety eight times. That's interesting. So she has all those books in like a yeah, that, wow. and all written down. So that must have been and, like gold for you, right? Oh, it is solid gold. It is still gold. Yeah, uh, like. So I hadn't had the opportunity to actually go through all of it. Okay. Uh, so I actually sat down. I went through quite a few of it. Uh, uh, I thought, you know, let me let me take this time to show mom how to use Excel and write it down. Though that though I feel bad that I have not had the opportunity to do that with her yet because, yeah, in that way that is my that's my problem. But maybe, I hope to get maybe that. you and her can co-publish a book oh, of recipes. You know, hundred percent. You know, that would be really that is nice. that that is the future. Um, And then what happened? Yeah. Then one day I remember, my dad is like, "Cook us a three-course meal," and I'm like, "Okay." So my mom and my dad sat down at a table and I cooked them a full three-course meal. Okay. Uh, and this was like, um, and they saw me like this. Like of course I took some help from mom because she knew the kitchen better than I did. Uh, so I took some help from mom, but then I think so that way of coming up with what I really want to give them, like. planning their menu uh planning what would be the first meal followed by the second meal and then the third meal why is it going to be like that uh, so that 
and uh, with that like and of course my parents would watch master chef a lot right so they were like okay let's put you through that let's put you through the task so my dad would sit there and they were all being very cute they're recording me they're like tell us about your dish so and i would tell them about the dish and yeah i think so after that point of time i think so even my parents also saw that my parents always knew i was very interested in cooking i was very interested in this hospitality sector mm. but i think so that point and they really saw what it was like what it like if this guy doesn't really have much going on in his life and this is something he's really really passionate about uh my dad is like just go for it go to culinary school wow and that's yeah. when you got that nod of approval right from them i think yeah that's amazing yeah. yeah and so so then you applied to culinary school and um, yeah. I, i assume you applied to a couple and then you got through <coughs> one um so even oh i forgot to say like even before like when the first covid hit yeah uh, i had gone to a couple of culinary schools or like hospitality schools right just to see what all it was right. even during university actually going back to university during the second year when i had failed my dad had given me an opportunity to go for it like go to go to your hospitality you really like it go for it hmm. uh again too scared and then covid hit i'm like let me give it a shot yeah so i did my research it didn't work out then i came back and then when i came back i'm like you know my first focus is like let me just find a culinary school nice right and this was the main aspect this was again me being a bit scared because yeah. i'm like what if it doesn't work out as me thinking about the future like what if it doesn't work out what if i go down this thing and i don't like it as much then what do i do and you start thinking about many things like oh i'm 27 i don't have a stable thing i don't have a stable thing going on in my life if this is not stable then what do i do yeah and then i told myself is like you know what screw it at yeah. a point of time you have to take your risk at a yeah. point of time you have to take you have to go for it yeah. and it is it is going to be the biggest learner for me yeah and i think at this point in your life you really start comparing yourself to yourself right yeah, yeah yeah you came such a long way in your own yeah. life you know from yeah. you know immigrating completing a program even though it was hard you know yeah. overcoming all the challenges your first job yeah. and the covid yeah. pandemic you know and how it's affected all of us frankly yeah. right it was yeah. really a struggle for a lot of international um students yeah. even pr people and people yeah. so i think yeah I, like so so what was you know like once you got in george you know like what was i mean how is uh, culinary school structured what do you do in in a program is there like a general template in terms of how long you study and what you study so um every culinary school has their own program okay i knew what i wanted to get myself into i knew that i didn't want to spend more than a year um right uh, in terms of cost i knew like what the cost should be like okay um yes the one which i am in is definitely one of the more expensive ones yeah right but i it hit all the other aspects for me like you know it's a very focused program yeah. it's a short program because it worked for me if yeah. i was in my earlier stages i would have yeah. taken a longer program got it you know something to so maybe over two years because i could afford to spend that much time True. in that program sure um so yeah like my structure in school so my course is the grand diploma the grand diploma course is basically where i do both the cuisine and french cuisine and french pastry side by side okay right so people in my school they can either do french cuisine or they can either do french pastry yeah. it will still be and it's a nine month course 
right? So they can do either French pastry for nine months, either French cuisine for nine months. I'm doing both of them within nine months. Oh wow! Okay. So it's a for me, my program is very intense because I am in school five to six days a week. Okay. Uh, my timings are probably from eight to two, or maybe from eleven to nine, depending right. on the day. Yeah. Um. So you, there are three sem, like nine nine months are broken into three semesters. That is okay. basic, intermediate, and superior. Okay. Uh, currently, I'm in intermediate. Okay. So the basic one was basically like it's again it's French cuisine and French basics. They teach you like the basics of everything. Right. And the I'm sure the basics of any culinary school is wherein they teach you how to cut your vegetables. Actually, no. Before cutting is how to clean your vegetables, how to okay. peel them, and how to cut. Them. Okay. And with all of that, you learn about sanitization, which is a very very important thing. Yeah. Right. As you said, like you you have to learn how to keep your place clean. Yeah. And that is one of the biggest important things. So basics was basically that. And of yeah. course, you learn a lot of recipes, both in cuisine and pastry. Okay. And you learn a lot. You learn a lot of cuisines that are very uh, like home cuisines to a lot of French people, nice. or in the city of France. Like, uh, you learn the chicken supreme. Let's say that you learn like the soups, the vegetable soup. You learn the. Uh, cauliflower soup then you learn into the stews which are very homely meals got it like people in their household with what the ingredients they have how do they cook it got it st- very very uh, i'm sure you everybody must have seen ratatouille the movie where the small uh, the rat is just making ratatouille yeah what they show is a very fine dining version of what it actually is yeah what it actually is is basically like a vegetable stew and whatever vegetables you grow in your garden right by the end of it how what do you do with them yeah and it again it turns back very much to indian culture right uh what all we have what do we do with it yeah right? uh and so you turn back to the time like in those days and age they didn't have place to store like they didn't have refrigerators they didn't really have a lot of places to keep something long, for a longer time yeah so it, it was it is as organic as it gets Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everything has a shelf life, and during that time, the shelf life is as organic as it is. So before it went bad, what do you do? And yeah. that's how after two years, right? It's a it's a very classic home cooked meal. Yeah, it's one of my favorite uh, films. Yeah, and I've got. I mean, of course, there may been many films, and those one of the films that also inspired me, along with a lot of people that also inspired me as well. Yeah. Um, so and then. Yeah, so in the intermediate and senior, like you're probably going much more into depth into terms of like I feel like they set up the foundation and the basic, and then is that mm-hmm. is that normally how most hospitality programs? Because some people that will be listening to this, right, which are mm-hmm. they're also probably curious or interested about the hospitality sector. So mm-hmm. is a longer program also structured in the same way? I'm sure. Like I'm sure you everybody has to start off with basics because hospitality also no no now. I am in one part of it. I am only in the culinary aspect of it. Right? If you go into hospitality, I'm sure it's a much bigger program than many more things to it. And to be honest, I'm not so sure about it. Got it. Okay. I can't really tell you. That But in sense. terms of culinary, yeah. I'm sure this is how it starts up. Perfect. And I'm very sure it's how it starts up. Got it. Okay. Um, you everybody has to start off with the basics to know what, how you build out of it. Sure. Right. Sure. So now in the intermediate and superior, intermediate is more in depth. us to every part of france you have the north south east west central got it okay again my my program is very much 
French, like it's a very French focus. Okay. It is right. Uh, I'm sure if you go to other culinary programs, like, and I'm sure a lot of people will know George Brown as well, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure like those programs, even though the basics would be almost the same, right? I'm sure their influences would be different in terms of their culinary, mm. like what they teach in the school or what cuisines they teach. Uh, that's why they have like they also have their master's program, which is again a very in-focused, in-depth program. Hmm. So they have a very in-focused Italian cooking program or in-depth French pastry program. This is George Brown in Toronto, right? Yeah, George yeah. Brown, and like that, there are many like the Stratford, which is close to where you are. Yeah. Uh, out in the west, also a couple of schools Got it. that do it. Um, so and this is what intermediate is. So it's very in-depth focus as to the particular regions of France. what are their influences of right so wine is a very big thing wine and cheese is a very big thing in france mm-hmm. uh the the french are like one of the biggest producers of cheese in the world interesting right okay. and they have more than 3000 types of cheese wow. so then you have to learn as to how it is made like wine especially right uh you if you go into a sommelier's class you learn in depth as to how wine is made mm. and that is there is so many aspects to how wine is made right it's from the soil that you grow which type of seed you put what water what is the weather conditions when do you pluck out those grapes when how do you season like how do you work those grapes uh so there and then superior from what i've heard is like it's it is what modernistic french cuisine does like okay what it is today like in terms yeah. like pushing like, the the boundaries yeah. right yeah so what you get into a you know these michelin star restaurants right? yeah. when you go to michelin star restaurants you are paying dollars and dollars for a for a plate where they're serving like this much yeah right so they teach you into that like what is it what goes into that what are the people might think is just a small piece of small piece it's a small dish but the amount of work that goes into presenting it perfectly is is a whole team behind it and that's what people understand like you have you have team of you know of course where you source your products you have the sourcing team then you have the team that comes up with the idea mm. then you have the team that teaches you like how to prepare like as a colmes and plus how do you prepare these ingredients how do you uh make sure when the when service is very rushed how do you know like this is where it is kept this is where i have to take it this is where i have to keep it mm. right so these small things oh well, snow storm going on outside oh. uh <laughs> canada Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so that is what superior is going to be like and uh-huh. in superior they give you a lot more like uh creative sort of uh they give you a space for creativity so they allow you to go with it okay in basic they want you they they teach you they teach it down to the core and in intermediate they it's like a balance right they like uh-huh. you know you can you can creatively you can be a bit like this dishes sort of remain the same but uh-huh. how you present it is a bit different in superior they give you a bit more uh, they give you a, a room to like experience and and ex- experiment interesting yeah and right. yeah and I, i feel like like if you have a chance do follow jujhar on instagram you know because yeah. he has the most amazing photos <laughs> whenever jujhar puts up uh, like a story about something he's cooking i yeah. like I wish I could eat that. <laughs> so, oh, I, mean, I mean, I will. Is that okay if I link them to yeah, your yeah, Instagram yeah. so that they can you know, follow your journey? Definitely, definitely. But just yeah. just to be respectful of time, you know, like I yeah. know there's so much more to your journey, and this is just yeah. the start for you. And I hope I get to you know chat with you five years definitely. down the line to see where you are going. But um, like, are there some chefs or restaurants that you are really inspired by 
you know that that really you know changed or influenced your thinking um yeah so i remember one of the first chefs that i really really enjoyed looking at was this guy named heston blumenthal okay right at that point of time he was doing such modernistic things it's okay. incredible okay uh then from heston of course you have anthony bourdain going around his countries and the way how he sp- how he spoke about people and food yeah right that was one of the biggest influences for me uh <clears throat> of course you had marco pierre white and gordon ramsay because they're everywhere on youtube and that was the people who i followed uh then when i went when i started watching like one of the biggest chefs that i like watching right now or somebody who i hope to work with in the future is this is this man named is a chef named himanshu saini for from a restaurant named present in dubai okay all right similarly there's another chef named gagan called from yeah, restaurant gagan in thailand thailand right yeah but yeah. i think i've seen yeah, the yeah. chef the chef's table episode about him yeah yeah mm-hmm. so what they're doing with indian cuisine i think so is very very important and i think so it is very cool Right. Right. they're giving a very modernistic influence to what indian cuisine should be nice uh everywhere you go in any indian restaurant you'll always get the same curries you'll get the same vegetarian dishes for the most part yeah but i think so they take a very in-depth look as to what indian cuisine can be in the world nice. and how we can really step it up and they take a lot of regional influences they they infuse a lot of their dishes as well so i think so that is something that really sits with me nice. um again uh i have a lot of learning to do I yeah. have a lot of things to see a lot of new things to experience and uh, yeah i am i go i get up every day happy to learn something new i'm i'm not giving up uh i am busy 7 days a week i think <laughs> this is like the first time in a long time that i'm not busy because yeah. working and school you 7 yeah. days a week i'm doing i'm in the kitchen wow so, yeah Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, Jushar. You know, thanks for being so honest about your journey. I Thank think you. I I learned Thank so you. much. I feel I feel like yeah. I'm I'm suddenly so much more <laughs> curious about you know like the culinary world. And, yeah. And even maybe just going and cooking myself a meal now. I'll, oh, I'll you should try to be try to be you more should. conscious about what I'm making and you know put yeah. more passion and love into it. But yeah. But thanks. Thank you. Know, you. I I, I will no. be I will be linking Jushar's Instagram and. Yes, please do. and the names of the chefs that he mentioned but do yeah. follow him on instagram to know more about his journey um in uh, you know this wonderful world that he has entered and for now thank you for listening uh, thank you abhishek thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk i have i never knew i could talk so much so but thank you no but this is great jishar i i feel like you're just a natural at you know sharing your story <laughs> and i i hope i hope this becomes an archive of your thinking at this Definitely. point of time and then Definitely. hopefully you know you get to look back at this and see that this is what i was at you know at a particular point in my life yeah so. thank you so much thank you so much for giving me the opportunity i'm really really happy and if anybody wants to get in touch with the how the culinary if if they want to start into it i would definitely say go for it um, if if you read stuff online if it feels negative don't 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 believe that until you haven't gone through it yourself True. so give yourself the time to go through then see Yeah. Perfect. So um for the listeners thank you again for tuning in to this episode of Learning Stories. Stay tuned for more such episodes yeah. and make sure you follow Jashar again. Uh the show notes will be uh at the bottom here. And until next time keep learning and stay tuned until for next more. Time. Thank yeah. you so much Abhishek and good luck right. to you. Take Perfect. care. Perfect. I'm just going to pause recording.